You're listening to It's Still Happening, the ancestral healing podcast for those of us who are creating lives of freedom, abundance, and belonging in the world and for cultural change. It's me, Ash Johns, your guide, host, and hopefully inspirational muse, who also happens to be a spiritualist, coach, strategist, and water worshiper. If you've been questioning your purpose, noticing some reoccurring generational patterns in your own life, and desire healing, transformation, and forward movement, you're definitely in good company, my friend. Welcome to my show. Hey, y'all, and welcome back to It's Still Happening podcast with me, Ash Johns. And I'm grateful that you've decided to continue on listening as this new creative endeavor unfolds. As you might know, or you will come to know, that at the beginning of every episode, I like to lead us through a tuning in or a drop in, if you will, in order to, you know, give us permissions to settle in and open up to whatever messages are going to flow from me to you, really from my guides, my higher self, to me, to y'all. And before we do that, I just want to share that at the time of this recording, you know, we're in the stepping into the winter solstice energy. We've got the great conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn in the skyways in the energy of Aquarius. So it's a dawn of a new age is how I see and feel it. And that's what everybody else is talking about too. So if you're still on this planet and you haven't been beamed up, thanks for joining me in this second episode. So wherever you are, I invite you into this meditation, this tune in, this drop in. But again, please don't do this if you are driving a vehicle, operating machinery, cutting up vegetables, holding a newborn baby, you get it. Just be safe, y'all. When you're ready... Take three really big, very long belly breaths just to give yourself permission to arrive right here to the sound of my voice. At the end of that third inhale and exhale, go ahead and drop what we would call grounding cords from your tailbone, the bottom of your bum, and the bottom of your two feet or your feet or your limbs. And allow those cords as wide or as thick and whatever texture you'd like them to be to begin going through the the layers of this earth through the soil, through the rocks, through the fossils, through the clay, all the way deep, 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 deep down into Mother Earth. And once you get down with your cords to the middle of the earth, just anchor in, hook in, and say a word of gratitude, giving thanks to the ways in which this earth supports us, provides us with what we need, has an abundance of resources, 
has created so many things through our hands because of her materials and nourishment and minerals. The beautiful crystals that bestow so much wisdom and high vibrational energy and information to us. Gratitude. Also to all of the various animals and beings and fossils and artifacts that hold information inside of her. Gratitude. Once you're hooked in and you've paid your thanks, go ahead and begin breathing in what we will call golden light. It can be liquid, it can be sparkly, it can have whatever texture, but breathing through your nostrils, call in the energy of golden, bright, yummy light from the cosmos, just visualizing and thinking this. This is the universal energy that can clear, heal, connect, uplift, transform the vibration that we're currently in, transmute, alchemize, alkaline. But allow it to come in through your nostrils, into your body, and disperse the energy, helping you to release any and all things that are unserving. and also activating the greatness inside of you for whatever reason and whatever ways you need right now in life. When you're ready, giving thanks to the golden thread of connection and healing of universal love, ask it to wrap around you and create a bubble of protection around your energy body and your physical body. And just enjoy what it feels like to be hugged in pure love and gold and greatness. And the magical matter that we all come from, we all have access to. enjoy that feeling for a moment as I invoke and speak to all of the wonderful beings, both in human form listening to this episode and also in other forms. To the spirit guides, to the ancestors, the great and noble ones, those who came before us and passed away, those who stand with us to guide right now, to the ascended masters, to the angels, to the elemental spirits and all of the little people and nations, to the lands in which we all call home and get to walk our feet and rest our heads, thank you to the great cosmos, to the God and the goddesses, to all of us. May we be well wherever we are. Let us be in vibrational unity and respect in this episode. Thank you, and so it is. Ashe. Yummy. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Okay, I'm really getting into this, and I'm grateful. 
this is every single time I sit down to record, I'm like, wow, Ash, you're doing it again. <laughs> and real talk, y'all, clearly I'm feeling the golden energy. I'm like bubbling. You might still be, you know, vibing. So press pause if you need some time to enjoy that invocation and the energies that came through for you. For me right now, I am fresh from a yummy workout. The first workout was so good that I stayed for a second one, which is rare, Ooh, rare. And I probably won't be able to walk later today, but that's okay because my body is like, thank you. Body, yaddy, 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 yeah. In addition to that, let me tell y'all, this is my third time recording episode two. And the first time, I think I didn't have the mic plugged all the way in or something. And I haven't actually properly insulated the room. So if there's a little echo, just work with me, right? Like rock with me, roll with me. We're going to keep building on this podcast experience. And thanks for coming along on the ride. So it was like a little bit of an echo. It sounded like I had like a blanket over my head to try to make the soundproof situation. And so it was a great episode. And then I went back to listen to it. And it was just like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Okay, fine. So then I'm like, it's okay. Whenever you have to do it again, it's going to get better. Yeah. Right? Pumping myself up. So I sit down to record it second time, except for the same thing happened and I couldn't understand why. And I was like, all right, like really what's going on? This sucks. So I decided to relinquish, lay down the effort for a moment, have a good night's sleep and come back and it's even better. I can feel the energy. It's a totally different vibration. And so I hope that you will enjoy this episode as much as it feels for me. Because let me be honest, I kind of write this out a little bit. I think about it. I sleep on it. I let my spirits talk to me at night. And then I come in in the morning to record. But it's absolutely me riffing and allowing the spirits to speak through me. So I'm experiencing it the same time as you are. <laughs> So last episode, if you didn't listen to it, feel free to go back. Episode one, I did talk about this podcast being an intentional space and community. And today I want to actually expound upon that and let y'all into my heart, deep into my heart, <laughs> by sharing my deepest desires for this podcast and for this conscious healing business that I run. Also my desires for you. Some of you I might know, some of you I don't know yet, some of you I might not never know in this lifetime, but we are connected and we're being called into community just by listening and me showing up to create this podcast. So we're collaborating and co-creating together. So I do have desires for you. I also have desires for me and I obviously have desires for us. Otherwise, I wouldn't keep emphasizing the importance of how I work, which is on the personal level the family communal level, and then on the social cultural level. So it's always for us in mind. And us is a lot of different people. You know, it is humans. It is English speaking people, since I don't actually speak any other languages. But let me say, that's actually not true. I want this. Us includes not, there's no language barriers. That's not true. All the, yeah, hmm, this is really interesting. I want us to be all those, yeah, thank you for that. Us, my desires for us is everyone who feels called to this work in their own unique way for healing and freedom and conflict resolution. Yeah, if that resonates with you, I don't care what your age, your race, your location, your language, all that stuff, 
bring it all into the pot because it does matter. We're not erasing those things. I'm just saying that us is those of us who are signing up for this. Thank you for that, spirits. That was awesome. Appreciate it. And that's an example of what it's like when I am working with my with my folks while recording a podcast. <laughs> so shout out to my coach. I was having a session with her and we actually we've had a couple sessions around the topic of desire. And I was like, wow, like what is my desire for this podcast? And what are my desires for my business? What are my desires for the folks who are going to hear this? And what if those desires don't get met? And I was like, oh shit, that's the power of desires. Like that's what stops me. And I would arguably say us, many people other than me who don't even know me from sharing our desires because of the fear that they won't get met or there's a vulnerability of sharing and exposing desires because we're afraid that someone will manipulate them. I definitely have that. And the wound around having desires and asking for one's desires because that's seemed that's deemed as selfish or self-serving or you get them and then it's actually not what you really want. Like there's so many different wounds that can come out of desire. Let's not even talk about that in the context of sexuality and pleasure, of feeling guilt for desiring something and then guilt for receiving it. But a lot of times that fear of desires not being met or being made fun of or manipulated are the core things that I witness within myself and stop me from saying what I really want. It's like if someone knows what you really want, they cannot give it to you or they can do things to make you think you're going to get it and then you don't get it. You know what I mean? And that's not just a personal experience. I know that that's a historical experience and it's absolutely ancestral for me. Ancestral relating to race, being a black person in America, being the descendant of enslaved folks who desire different things and people lie to them and say that they can get them or they would help them, but they were stealing from them or manipulating them or, you know, giving them the runaround to never actually give them what they said they were going to give them or help them get it or got it and then took it away, so on and so forth. But also as a woman, that me desiring things big things, wild things, visionary things. It's like, settle down and be quiet, be small. Mm, Just even saying that out loud, my face just got really warm. Anybody with me? Are y'all feeling me? Can I get a witness? I wish this was a little call and response thing, like, amen, amen. But what happens when desire isn't met is what my coach asked me. And I was like, God, that's so disappointing. I feel let down. I feel like my desires are not valid or that I'm asking for too much or that I'm going to be judged for wanting what I want or someone, again, is going to make fun of me or going to tell me that I can't have it. And then I'm like, well, why not? And then it's like, why are you even asking? And then now I'm getting into an argument trying to defend what I want. These things are stuff that I experience in my own life definitely as a kid and absolutely as I got older, particularly having a corporate career, even though it was a creative corporate career, it still was a business. It still was a major companies where if you go and ask for a promotion or a raise, it's like, prove it. Like what makes you, why would you desire to be in a different position or to do that kind of work? Like what validates, what, what evidence do you have to quantify that you deserve that? 
so why do my desires have to equal deserving? Like, why do I have to prove that I deserve my desires? Ugh, I don't like it. So I was like, this episode is going to be about desires and unpacking those a little bit more. And what we hope, or rather I hope, to happen when they aren't met in the ways that I thought they would be, then what? And I got to say that it's actually a really fun thing to play with. And I know that's on some like mind stuff, like, oh, just play with your desires and see what happens. But it's kind of true. If you say what you really want and you express them from your heart and then just see how the universe brings them to you or see how your ancestors work it out or see how people rise to the plate or don't, then you get so much more information to, again, play with or test it out with or... You know, sometimes we ask for things in a way that we're very certain of how we want it to play out, and that limits all of the other things that could potentially come through. So it brings me into this, like, can we actually trust that the world is working as it should? Which is a very controversial question to ask within the context of all of this oppression and injustice that's happening. And... Sometimes my mind and my spirits like to play this game where we zoom out and we fast forward and we rewind and we kind of look at the world and all of the cultural events within the context of it being like a tape, a tape in time. Like America was, what was it, founded or officially independent in 1776? That really wasn't that long ago. You know, like if we look at all space, and we look at 1776 and 2020, 2021, that is like two weekends ago, <laughs> you know? And so while we are so caught in the energetic explosion of emotions and pain and injustice because enslavement and Jim Crow and um, World War II and all these things were like, I'm obviously talking in the context of an American since I'm in America and that's my nationality and my point of reference mostly, but we could also look at this across the whole world, any type of catastrophic big events. These things just happen and we're still seeing the vibrational resonance from these shockwaves to our energy bodies and physical bodies and memories and how we hope and how we dream and how we relate and how we talk and how we survive. I'm just like, whoa. So that stuff feels so potent and so lit up that when we say, can we trust the world is working out as it should, people are ready to flip fucking tables. They're like, bitch, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I got to pay bills and I'm worried about if I can get to work or like, is my my son going to be okay? Is my mom going to get healthcare? Like, what? I ain't trying to hear that. Trust the universe. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I am saying that. I'm saying that because this is a moment of time, as lit up as it is, that years to come, generations to come, eons to come, they're going to look back and be like, look at what they were doing. They didn't know how they were working out things for a greater future. If they hadn't done those things now or worked through those things or experienced those things, we wouldn't have what we've got now. I really deeply believe in that. And I know it's hard to think that way when we see what's going on on the television and online daily. To be honest with you, this is not about bypassing to a greater future or like envisioning these things and then we feel better. Like I do feel the energy of the Jupiter and Saturn and Aquarius a lot about visioning. Like 
What is the legacy? What is the impact? Who are you here to be and what do you need to become in order to step into that energy more and embody that more? I've been seeing a lot of healers and a lot of coaches and a lot of like practitioners really stepping into leadership and teaching and taking their work seriously and being like, listen here, we need more healing in order to go forward. And that's amazing to believe in a vision that isn't created yet more than what we see tangibly in front of our eyes is powerful. Like that's going back to being real gods and goddesses, really understanding that we can heal and create something anew within and without. And so to believe that those desires, wants, and needs can be met is an act of defiance. It is a movement in the revolution for so many of us who haven't had our needs, much less our desires, wishes, and aspirations met for quite some time in certain ways. But here we are. Here I am in episode two, but it's still happening because yes, suppressing our desires is still happening for many reasons, many ways we've been programmed to protect and to hide to survive. But here we are deciding, here I am deciding to share with you what my desires are for this podcast to expose that as my heart because There's also a saying of like, never share your dreams because people will poo-poo and shit on those so fast (laughs) while smiling in your face. But guess what? My desires and my dreams and my plans are so fucking big and they're held by more than me that I'm not even worrying about that stuff. Okay? So there's that. Take that on if you'd like. I'm here to share it because there's something very, very powerful in being so vulnerable and so connected to your dream and desire that I don't care how it unfolds, it's gonna be better how I even ask it to be. All I've gotta do is stay aligned, trust, be humble, and also in my authority, and love who I am and how I get to show up and serve and the community that gets called in as a result. Thank you again for being here to witness this. Thank you again for finding me and supporting this that we are doing together. So here we are, trusting and believing that we, you and I, can actually heal the wound of desires and the wound of needing things. (laughs) It's funny. It's funny to have a wound for needing things because we are interdependent and interconnected. But we are here doing that. We're going to heal those wounds that go unmet and even sometimes have been exploited in this here podcast community, in this episode. And here's the thing, and I kind of said it a little bit earlier, I'm actually okay with my desires not being met in the way that I thought or wanted. Not never being met. That would like, that would piss me off. But I'm okay with them not being met in the way that I thought or wanted. And here's why. Because I know as humans, I know looking at my own behaviors and patterns and the clients and folks that I've worked with, that we humans seem to always get ourselves in a rut asking for shit. (laughs) that actually doesn't even align to our highest calling and higher selves. We think that we are blowing the doors down like, this is what I want, this amazing big thing. And then it's really teeny, it's pebbles compared to what we can really do and what we're capable of. And not to shit on that because we need the pebbles and the little rocks in order to put the big rocks and have the foundation and all that good stuff. But what I'm saying is we do often shoot too low I know I do. I have definitely done that. I'm like, I'd like, and there's like this small little thing. And then my ancestors are like, that's it. 
Like, do you know, like two two snaps of the fingers and that's done. And I'm like, okay, let me, let me get bigger. I, you're right. I was just, I was making it easy just to prove that it could actually happen. But we don't have to do that. We can actually ask for what we desire and what we want. And then put this little thing on the back end. I'm going to give you an example. Put this little thing on the back end to make it even bigger than what we ever imagined so that our guides, our ancestors, our higher selves, our community members, people we don't even know who are in alignment to the movement and your work and your purpose can meet you in that wonderfulness if we just leave a little trap door for surprise and collaboration that's bigger than what we ever imagined. And so when things don't shake out the way that we wanted or thought or asked, I actually do, when this happens to me, I actually thank my ancestors in the universe for sending me exactly what I needed that up-levels my desires. Whenever I ask for something very specifically and they give me something else, it always shakes out, always shakes out to what I really needed. Relationships ending or becoming space from family, getting close to family, the clients I wanted or didn't, like whatever it is, it's always working out. I'm going to say something controversial, y'all. Grab your pearls and hold on to your seats. I actually believe that all of this racial tension in the United States is working out best for us. I think that it's helping us break down these wounds and these barriers and the cycles of separation in this country that's never been dealt with. And it's going to be uncomfortable because it's time for us to come together. It's time for the healing. It's time for black people in this country to become whole again and define ourselves outside of enslavement. And it's time for white people to let go of the power trip and the fear and the things that keep them in their box shivering and doubting and questioning and not speaking the truth. Again, all, there's, I'm so, this is so general, but I believe in what's happening right now. I really do. And I, I'm looking forward to more of the healing, more of the conversations, more of the com- coming together for the resolution. We will not fast forward 50, 100, 200 years from now, and we're still having these conversations because look at how much has happened already, right? Didn't know I was going to say that now needed to be said. Let's keep going. Here's how I do this when I'm talking about communicating my desires or my needs and leaving space for the universe, the ancestors, the guides, the people, the things to up-level me beyond my wildest dreams to help me be bigger than the smallness I'm trying to play in for safety and all that shit. I literally say this in my prayers and my petitions just this way. So if you got a pen and paper handy, it's really not that hard. I say what is best for me and all involved beyond my wildest dreams. That's literally the language. You can put it in any way that you want, but I would be like, I really, this is what it is. X, Y, Z, I want this to come through. If it's, if it's best for me and everyone involved beyond my wildest dreams, y'all, make it so great. And I'm talking not just to my ancestors and my guys, I'm talking to my higher self. I'm talking to inner ash. And all the parts of me who know how to get things done or be creative or lead and guide and all these different parts are all involved in whatever my request is. Notice here, I say what's best for me. That's pretty standard. People are always asking for what they think is best for them. Basic. But the 
all involved, for everyone that's involved part is usually revolutionary. Here's the thing. Most folks will say, if it's best for me, then, you know, it's good for everybody else. No, that's like a narcissistic, like individualistic, centering self, the center of the whole entire universe approach to prayers and petitions and asks of your higher self in the universe. When I say what's best for me and everyone involved, I'm asking my spirits and the universe to really look into the tapestry of every person involved and work it out so that everyone is taken care of. Not just me, not just people who look like me, not just people who work with me, not just the people who pay me. No, I want everyone who is involved in this transaction or this exchange or this podcast to be blessed the same way I am in their own ways that best serve them in their paths. And if my folks need to chat with your folks to make sure that that's going down, then yes, because this is a community affair. A ow. <laughs> it's super important. It's a really, you know, here's the reason why. When we look historically on the ways in which we show up for ourselves and each other, it's like for me and mine, for people who look like me, that is what continues to create the separation and these silos. I get it that that's important in certain contexts. It makes what's coming to mind right now is Issa Wright when she's like, I'm here for all the black folks. Like anybody who's black, I'm a yes for that. I get that. And if I were her, if I were to take that exact example, it's perfect because that's who she is and what she's rocking with and that is needed. I would be like, I want this to be the greatest night for all the black folks and everybody involved for the cultural change that we need to see happen. Boom. That's a whole clear, deep, wide, very specific, right? Ripple effect of let these black folks shine, let them get their recognition and let it shape an industry and a country for the greatest healing possible. Just those words transforms everything. What I don't want to be a part of is healing that perpetuates the harm we're trying to heal from. That doesn't mean folks get off the hook or we turn our, you know, our cheeks and things. I'm saying that I believe that there's a way of healing and accountability that brings everyone to the table to do what needs to be done in a way that doesn't, again, break down and re-wound because those patterns will continue to repeat. So when we petition just on our behalf, we quickly conjure energy in a selfish, self-serving way, which isn't always ever bad. Like sometimes you do need to do that. Let's be honest here. I'm not always kumbaya. I'm like, sometimes you're like, listen, for me and what I'm about to do and the people that I'm going to be serving, I really need this to happen on this date. Y'all help me out. Let's do this, right? Like word. But considering the work that I do, I feel something different in asking for all the dominoes to be lined up to fall perfectly for more than just me. Just sharing how I work and how it shakes out for people. And I can't lie. Sometimes I do think of like the sorcerers and the folks who think that what's good for them, as I said, is good for everybody else. I consider that to be a bit narcissistic. What is it? Give and take, giving, receiving, cause and effect. Those are real scientifically proven universal laws of relationship. You know, like therapists talk about this stuff. I'm just asking and exploring and exemplifying the way that I do things so I am taken care of and everyone around me as best as I can and my spirits can. We're in this collaboration of all being cared for. All desires can be met. It doesn't have to be either or. I'm down for the both and. I'm down for the both and. I'm down. I really am dancing right now. <laughs> Someone take that little clip and let's like make a little meme out of it. <laughs> so... 
let me hear. Let me get into the actual desires for this podcast. And then I've got some questions for you. So if you got that notebook, get your pen ready again. But I want to share again from my heart, what are my desires for this podcast? Just to let y'all into my world and my plans and what me and my folks are up to, right? So first one, I desire for all passing buyers, because let's be honest, we pop into these podcasts sometimes, pass by, you know, listen a little bit and then keep going on our paths, which is cool. But I desire for all passing buyers, listeners, and community members, y'all listening, to actually become a community, number one, and to receive a word that is so needed and in perfect timing for you that is loving and supporting and ultimately healing. That's my number one desire for this podcast. Allow me to say and channel things that is a breath of fresh air towards a new horizon that we all need. Let it be very practical in your day-to-day life and expansive in our spiritual connection. Number two, I desire for this podcast to inspire and help those who listen dive deeper into their healing and personal development journeys, and that does include ancestral work. I believe ancestral healing, specifically with the dead, which I will be having an episode on that very soon, is the missing link in all of this healing work. It's like we're going only into the individual. We might do some therapy to look at family behavior, but we're not working with the actual energy and spirits of the dead folk. And that is specialized work that I do and other people do in this world, but it is very serious. Science shows us, and they are trying to figure out how to harness consciousness into new bodies, but they show us that consciousness continues. And if you're a spiritual person, you probably have had a past life regression or had an Akashic Records reading. Ancestors don't die. Their wounds, their bitterness, their fears, their ways of operating are around us and in us. There's a difference of doing ancestral healing, seeing the patterns inside you, There's a difference of doing ancestral healing, looking at genes and DNA, looking at psychological thought patterns and epigenetics, which I'm a fan of. And then there's the other work of, hey, dead person standing in my room right now, going to the cemetery, clean this shit up and give me the blessings that are my inheritance and birthright. (laughs) So I want to destigmatize ancestral connection and healing work, lineage healing work, not just connecting with an ancestor for what you need or having them show up for, uh, you know, comforting. I'm talking about lineage healing, elevation, transforming these dead folks so that they come there. The energy shift comes into your life and into your current living family's life in a good and positive way. As you can see, that will be a huge episode and many, many episodes around ancestral healing work. Number three, I desire for this podcast to be a safe and challenging space where listeners learn how to lean in and be held, trust themselves and open to new ideas, work with courage and compassion. It is both. And there's going to be moments where we're in one energy and then we have to shift into the other. That's just how I roll. It's always both and. It won't be so safe that you won't be challenged or I say stuff that you're like, what the fuck? Definitely disagree. Cool. Let's talk about it. At me on the Instagrams. <laughs> Tweet me on the tweets, the Twitters, the Twitter place. <laughs> Let me stop being silly because I am actually a cornball, y'all. Number four, I desire to destigmatize spiritual practice as a way of creating real tangible change in our lives our communities, and society at large, 
everyone thinks that spiritual practice is like just to make you feel good or you know you go in on a self you know help or a little eat pray love journey but that doesn't come back to mindset or statistics or the facts or the details or the data and that's not true this stuff is real and science is helping us to make it more measurable that's where we are right now we know things spiritually and we can't necessarily have actual data like hard hard facts but we can if we track it over time right if we look at all the variables at play so I'm going to be playing around with that in this podcast I believe that spiritual practice is actually bringing us back to balance with science and spirituality and into that animistic approach to life and living and relating that everything is connected and everything has a spirit and everything is energy because that's really that's really what science and spirit have together. They're different approaches to the same thing. Everything has a frequency, everything has energy, everything is matter, whether we can see it or not. Number, I don't know what number this is. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> I don't know why I put them in bullet points instead of actually numbering them and then starting to say number. Okay, so this is five. <clears throat> I desire this podcast to be quoted, screenshotted, tweeted, and referenced across the internet in as many different countries and languages as possible. I actually hesitated to write this down because it seems like it's all for clout. But to be honest with you, y'all, there's something really real about call and response to see that the work that you are doing, because it's real work. Like I have cried, I have fought with, I've been like, I don't want to do a podcast. Everyone does a fucking podcast. Like I don't want to do this and I don't want to be a change maker. I just want to make my money and help people. And then I was like, that's not even true. You're in tears all the time. Look at the ills of humanity. You're just afraid. And so it's a real effort to continue doing my own personal work in order to show up to continue serving people and this collective evolution that we are in in a very down-to-earth practical way. I'm often moving in between this earthly physical experience and into the spiritual realm that is off of this planet and then coming back down. Like I move between these two realms and it takes a lot of effort and energy and trust and support in order for me to do that. And so when I see people tell me without ever even sharing a dollar or anything else, but say, hey, that helped me or you inspired me to find this or because of what you said, I found my teacher or whatever, it really does something. I hope that this is a reciprocal relationship and the internet helps us do that. So thank you in advance. And I trust y'all. I think that when it resonates, you will do that because as humans, we do want to share good shit contrary to what people say. We do. When we're excited about something that is great or it's done something for us, we're like, girl, let me tell you something. At least I do. I'd be like speed dialing people. Okay. Anyway, next one. I desire for this podcast to reach across the lines of separation, calling in accountability and growth and conflict resolution inside of ourselves as individuals and with each other. Full stop. Hands down. If you ever have a place of being afraid of talking about these oppressions and privilege and healing and growth and ancestors in the past. And, you know, I've had clients whose ancestors were slave owners and I've had clients who obviously who were enslaved. And I have clients who ancestors are longing to be back on their homeland in Ireland and ancestors who are like, this is our land and we can't go anywhere else. We don't even remember until they connect with even older ones who remind them. This is the reason why I love the ancestral work so much is it's the perfect overlap of the past and the present. 
we can see why we are how we are today because of what happened in the past and it's still playing out. So all of the personal development and all the coaching and all the therapy that we're doing as an individual is only getting so far if we're not getting to the root, which is the ancestors. Yeah, Mm, mm, mm. because it's still happening. And that's why we have It's Still Happening podcast. (laughs) Next one, I desire this podcast to be a solid, trusted resource on all things ancestral healing, personal development, creative living, creating and living in your freedom, conscious business, and abundance. And whatever else, honestly, that comes up for or through my higher self, my guides, and my ancestors, whatever they have in store for us, I'm down for that. I'm also open to this podcast being a way that calls in new clients and new opportunities and new collaborations to my feet and my open heart so that I can further share generously from an overpouring cup. You know, I have definitely done the thing where I'm like, I'm the healer and I give and it's the service and it's the community. And I had, my cup was getting emptier and emptier and emptier and emptier and it was not serving me. And it certainly wasn't serving the people that I was helping and they saw it. Real talk, if you haven't ever worked with someone who's gone to that edge, like you need to go to your growth edges in all the directions in order to really align in your calling. And for me, it means that the ebbs and flow of giving and receiving and opportunities are coming in so that I can funnel them out. Whenever movement and flow isn't happening, we are stagnant, point blank period. In every scenario, every scenario, it's true. Okay, only two more, y'all. I desire to continue growing as an individual human, as a woman, as a womb-carrying person, as a healer, and as a leader in service to humanity and my people. And my people is actually in quotes because my people is everyone. There is, I remember in college, I had a college sweetheart and he would be like, you're friends with everyone. Like I see you hanging out with those groups and then you're over here with international people and then you're with student athletes and then you kick it with the nerds. Like I have so many aspects of Ash that I really do connect with many, many, many people. And I used to think that I just belonged nowhere and I realized I belong every fucking where. So come on in, people. I'm digging it. I'm down for it. I love the stories. There's nothing I hear that I'm not like, wow. And I hear a lot from people who are alive and dead. So there's that. Okay. And lastly, I desire this podcast and this community to grow into its own. I'm leaving the space for it to go beyond, you see the theme here, beyond my wildest desires and needs and petitions and asks, that it's going to have its own spirit in its own way that's not just from me and my spirits, and it's not just from y'all who are listening, it is going to coagulate into its own thing, and we're going to witness it together if we keep showing up, and I fucking am. It's my commitment. (laughs) So it's more than me, although it's coming through me. I ask that this may be, that it be, I should say, I ask that this be a beautiful blank canvas for our divinely creative selves. This is great. I'm very excited. Thank y'all for listening and witnessing this. And I've got questions for you. You ready? Now that you've kind of come through this whole desires and leaving space and for all involved, kind of idea that I roll with. I want to know what creative projects, one or more, you have brewing in your mind and your heart for 2021. And what desires do you have for it and or other areas of your life? What desires do you have for your life in this upcoming year? And what desires may you have for it's still happening that you'd like to share with me? 
anything else that comes up around desires and being vulnerable and asking them and sharing them, even if it's amongst your friends and family this holiday season and in this turn of the new year, let me know. Tag me at Ash Inspires um, on Instagram. Hit me up on the Facebooks. Do whatever it is to share with me how this episode around communicating and showing up in your desires, what it does for you. I'd like to know. So y'all, this is the end of episode two. Peace and blessings to all of the listeners, all of your guides, your ancestors, your bright and brilliant self that is calling you into this community with me. I am in so much gratitude and I'm honored to be able to show up in obedience for this growth edge that I'm in and I get to do it with all of y'all. Shout out to the power of the internets and to my team and I'll see you in the next episode. Hey y'all, if you like this episode of It's Still Happening podcast, I would love to hear about it and see it all across the interwebs, okay? So you can find me at Ash Inspires on Instagram, on Facebook, and hey, Ash Inspires on Twitter. Go ahead and tag me and, you know, tell me, share with people what inspired you, what did my message stir up, and what are you thinking, what you're going to do about it? I'd love to know. And if you want to get more intimate with me, feel free to visit my website at ashleyjohns.com. Till then, be well.